Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Welcome to another episode of the How We Solve podcast, where we talk to smart individuals who have solved hard business problems so you don't have to fall into the same pitfalls. And today we're talking about the uh, topic that I really love, which is partnership management and integration marketing. And we have Alex Glenn on the show. He's a proud dad and the founder of Partner Programs and Partner Hub, a unique marketplace and partner management solution built for digital agencies to find, vet and manage and enable their partners. Alex has spent his career helping founders and teams to build an executive creative growth system and now is helping digital agencies to find strategies and referrals and partnerships using his community and the Partner Hub app. Alex? Yeah, great to see you. How about you tell people a little more about what Partner Hub does, the, the, the elevator pitch on like why people should use it? Of course. The quick gist of it, the elevator pitch, is we wanted to create a partner management solution that both sides were in. Communication is a big problem with partnerships in general. So we set out to figure it out first and foremost. We've been helping tech companies and agencies solve partnerships for the last two and a half years, three years almost. And uh, as of late, about seven months ago, we decided to build this platform to be the end of the funnel for us to make sure that there's somewhere both sides can align, find each other, vet, align, and manage the partnership in one place. So that communication, document exchange, referral tracking, all that sort of stuff that you need to do is happening in a place that agencies, first and foremost, are using to drive the partnership forward. And then it becomes a scenario and a system and an operation, less of like you're chasing down someone to try to sell your product or try to refer you business. You both are on a track. You're doing things together. And then it becomes a true partnership, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yes, the problem that we're solving today is how tech companies can grow and succeed in new world of partnerships because it's a new world. And on the, the call that we had before, we, we talked about this, like how it has really changed coming from the commission junctions of the world, kind of like just having random affiliates or the VAR, the value added reseller world. So if you can go into this, like how this landscape has shifted and, and what's the thing that works best right now for, for companies. You hit the nail on the head. It's a situation where we are in a new world, <laughs> so to speak. And if you're an agency listening, we're going to hit on a lot of strategies that you need to know to grow and succeed on partnerships in partnerships as well. So stay tuned if you're an agency listening, not just our tech friends out there. As you know, David, I mean, I think you experienced the same things that I did being in tech 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Where, yeah, there were very successful affiliate only, lots of white labeling going on. And these days where tech is today, it's just a new world. We're changing every year. It changes almost. And we have to grow and we have to progress as partner teams, as tech teams, as agencies, so that we can succeed in this new channel, old channel versus new channel. So we like to help our teams and our agencies and everybody involved get to know this the new channel. Yeah, the new channel. Yeah, the stuff that works. Exactly. So what's the new channel? What's exciting about it is we have great tech companies out there helping us lead the way. And we have 
very progressive digital agencies, some of our investors and some of our friends that are creating their own massively successful channels where the digital agency is driving the partnership forward, which is a new thing that we're experiencing over the last few years. That wasn't a thing. Typically it was tech companies trying to chase down these agencies. And now agencies are being put in the driver's seat, which is a very new thing for us. And the products coming along where product teams are including partnerships, endeavors in their roadmap, things like partner directory, things like themes, things like templates, partner sourced XYZ that users can then use to convert on a product page to say, Hey, it's one thing for you and your marketing team to talk about this. But if that's a third party expert that's saying how they use your product to succeed, and that's going to convert higher than just you and your marketing team talking about it, right? And not only this, by providing these connections or resources to other services, you close the customer success gap. For example, one of our businesses is Task Drive. We do lead research. And if you just like beautifully research the leads that are perfect, all the whatever emails are correct, phone numbers are correct, we pass this over to somebody and they don't know how to do proper cold outbound, which tools to use, etc. They will come back to us and say like, hey, your leads are bad, but they're not bad. They're going to churn. But the way how we do this partnership Integration, we have a coach who's amazing at this, Charles from Predictable Profits. Shout out his team. His, him and his team are really amazing. They have the outbound game really nailed down. So we introduce new customers to them. It's like, hey, you could jump on the call with them. They're kind of like a three-hour call with them. And they, you know, show them how it's really done. And ideally, they sign up and then they'll be way more successful using our product. And we have less churn. It's kind of like a win-win-win situation. Customer wins, our partner wins, and we win, you know. Exactly. Yeah. That uh, one plus one equals three equation that you may hear when people refer to partnerships. It's very important not to look at the partner as the end of the sale, right? And this is where a lot of tech teams fall short. They'll see a potential partner, a digital agency. They know that their product has to be purchased by that digital agency. Maybe they give them a free account, but at some point there's going to be a transaction there. And that's as far as they see. They don't see the bigger picture where that agency powers 200 other stacks. And if they work correctly, meaning play the long game, they could potentially get into all of those tech stacks or as many of those as are fit, right? But too many tech teams have revenue quotas for their partnership teams every single month that they are looking at hitting in the short term. So if I'm a partner of yours, David, and you're telling me, Alex, you're behind on partner source revenue this month. Can you go ahead and uh, hit your goal so I don't fire you? And I'm sitting there thinking, oh God, and I'm going to pick up the phone or start emailing all of my agencies and say, who do you have for me this week, this month, this quarter, right? I need pipeline. I need you to refer me business. And the agency sitting there thinking like, well, what have you done for me? You provided me a product. Great. I can go to your nearest competitor. That's not, that's not enough. You need to give that agency long-term incentives and look at them as the entry point for all that business that they have. But in order to get to that business, it's not enough to just provide them a great product. That's table stakes these days. Products are all great these days. So you need to align with them on the right incentives that are going to motivate them to get you in front of their customers. So the incentive structure is not incentives anymore. Incentive structure I think too many teams, both agencies and, and tech, they think about incentive as monetary. They think incentive means commission, but no, and you can create an incentive structure 
that works to bring agencies closer to your product, your marketing, your sales team. And I uh, can share some of the strategies there. And then making sure that you're doing more things together is the biggest thing. So if David and I are doing a podcast, you know, maybe we're signed up to each other's partner programs in some way. Maybe, maybe not or not, of course. But uh, we're doing a podcast together. That means that now this podcast is going to be shared in my newsletter to my audience. I'm going to post it on my social accounts. David's going to post it to his social account. It's going to be in his newsletter. I'm not asking David for direct referrals to specific clients. I don't care about him referring me to one person. I'm going to do this podcast with David. And now I'm in front of thousands of people, not one person. And of course, if David hears somebody from the podcast ask for an introduction, or if he knows somebody's perfect for me, he'll make an email introduction. That'll happen naturally. I don't need to pick up the phone or email David and tell him to refer me business. Everybody wants business. That's not going to happen. So creating these true partnerships, not vendorships. And the last thing I'll say on that incentive side, on the commission side in particular, I was just having a conversation with somebody about this and they actually brought this to my attention and I hadn't thought of it like this in this light, in this perspective, but you got to think about it like this. Commissions are transactional. They're contracted and they're owed. When you have a commission as a commission incentive, you can't think that that commission is going to change anything about the partnership. It's not going to increase the number of referrals you get. It is purely after the referral, a contractual obligation to pay me money for my work that I did. It is not going to increase the number of referrals and it is not going to make that partner happier or bring them closer to your partner program or your product or your team. It's a contractual obligation. When you have that in place and you rely on that, that commission contract, now you're creating vendors. And when you have a vendorship, it changes things completely. And it takes out all of that really awesome partnership discussion and partnership operation that you could have had if you didn't focus so much and rely so much and try to contract and try to obligate so much. I think that's important for Dave's understanding. Yeah, as you said in the beginning, it's kind of like the, the back and forth that you kind of like scratch each other's backs and like go, go deeper in, into cold marketing. Another thing that I've been seeing more and more, I'm curious, what's your take on this is a lot of the tech vendors that are most successful with agencies are the ones that create billable hours for them. You know, for example, is it like a setup or like using this product means that they have to do some dev work, which is going to turn into like a bigger contract. So they're always like highly incentivized to use to refer these guys that actually bring billable hours with them, you know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, and this isn't for every product out there. Some products, they're too simple and too straightforward to have a service on top of. Calendly, I would say, is, is one of these products. I can be in Calendly's partner program. And yes, if I send links out that are tracked, I can receive a very small amount of commission. And yes, that would be okay. What's better for Calendly is if they can include me in stuff because they have a huge audience and I can look good by being an expert in appointment setting or something like that. But they're an app that you can't really build a lot of service revenue on top of. So that's not to say they can't have a partner program and have success there, but they have to look at all the other things they can do related to their audience and their traffic and the experts that are in their partner program and how they can bring the partners into the product in some way, shape or form. One of our investors who's an awesome, brilliant partnerships luminary in general is 
is a guy named Pete Caputi started HubSpot's partner program. Which is like wildly successful. Like this is kind of like what's running on. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it's in the neighborhood of 50% of their overall revenues through the channel. Maybe more, I bet it's more. But one of the things that he always said is make them famous. It's the title of our podcast, Make Them Famous. It is a great quote because that is the name of the game. And that was the name of the game for his partner managers is if you can make them famous, they're going to want to reciprocate. They're going to want to stay with you. And back then when Pete was building HubSpot's partner program, their product was not great. Honestly, I remember those days and I remember one of their partners trying to sell me on HubSpot when I was at one of my former head of growth positions. I was deciding on marketing automation tools. He was trying to push HubSpot on me and I was like, this product is awful. Like, how am I getting so much pressure from multiple partners and the sales rep inside of HubSpot? And I like, it's just incredible. And, you know, it really is like they built such an amazing ecosystem around the product that the product didn't matter back then. It honestly didn't matter. Like they would have sold me garbage, which, you know, it wasn't garbage. It was good, but there were other products that were better. And I wasn't getting any pressure from those other products agencies. I wasn't talking to another agency that was trying to sell me another product. Everybody was trying to push HubSpot on me. And the only reason I didn't go with it is because I was very, very focused on choosing the right product. And I think eventually once I left that company, they got back in and they sold them HubSpot and they replaced whatever it was in there. And what, what did you go with just out of curiosity? <laughs> I think honestly, back then it was a com combination of a couple things. I needed marketing automation. I needed chats and I needed some customer success stuff, ticketing and stuff like that. I think I went with intercom air call. Uh, and I think honestly, we used intercom as our sort of um, mini CRM, but we were using it more on the CS side. So I did this intercom and air call integration that worked really well, but they were trying to get HubSpot in there and honestly, and it was going to be way more expensive if I use HubSpot. So it didn't make sense. But now HubSpot's product is amazing and their partner program is bigger and better than ever. And one of the other things that they did, HubSpot did from the very early days is the training side. So instead of training agencies on just how to sell HubSpot, which they did, half of their training material, half of their certifications were unrelated to HubSpot. They were, how do you create a content marketing service? How do you create lead generation using XYZ? How do you sell in general? They had a course of just teaching how to sell, period, how to sell services, right? And now what you're doing is bringing agencies back into your training system and they're only partners. You can't get into that training system if you're not a partner. And now these are getting so much value that they hitch their wagon to them spot and they say, you know what? I, I don't know what's going to happen with you guys, but... You're giving me so much value and my team's loving the training and I'm getting so much better as an agency owner that I'm going to hitch my wagon to you and you're going to take me wherever you take me and I'm going to cross my fingers and hope this continues. But they did that. And I mean, no other partner program did it like they did it. Every other partner program that's super successful, it's 100% the product. Honestly, partner managers will throw up case studies and they'll say, hey, 30 million last year from the channel. I think Monday.com did this. But what they're not telling people is that Monday.com's entire product is based off sharing and collaborating. So if I load my Monday.com project and it's a website, I'm going to invite 10 freelancers. I'm going to invite my client to that project. 
I'm going to invite 20 people to that project. And then next month I'll have another project. I'm going to invite another 20 people. Yeah. And the channel team sitting here taking credit for all this. And you're like, no, it's a great product. And the product itself generates referrals, not you. Sorry. Yeah. You didn't know their email credit to you for knowing email, but the product, it's all the product. HubSpot was different. It started as a pretty crap product. They put a ton of effort into generating that ecosystem and that training and that whole thing that is the partnership. It's separate from the product, which most people don't realize, like they're selling a whole different thing and they built that up and then the product finally caught up. Now they have an unstoppable machine, right? And yes. credit to Pete for that. So Inter interesting thing. I want to do a similar thing with, with UpCoach, one of our businesses, uh, where it's, you know, it's, it's a CRM and a delivery system for coaches. And I also want to build a partner ecosystem. And uh, one question that's in my mind is right now we do onboardings for people, you know, so basically like custom onboarding where we do the legwork for them to set up UpCoach based, you know, port the courses over, whatever, kind of like do all that, that legwork. And we're doing this internally right now. It's, it's also okay money. You know, a lot of people want this, but where do you make the split like? Because this is work that agencies could do or other coaches could do to set this up for us. But, you know, so like, yeah, it's a tough decision for founders. Founders like you are sitting there and you have to make a very important decision on how much to rely on partners to do what aspects of the sale and the CS function, right? Sale and customer success. So the two options, there's three options. There's a middle ground, of course, which most companies end up doing. But there are companies that put so much weight on their partner's shoulders and so much traffic and referrals and leads, they don't customer success. They don't. They have chat. Maybe they have an email system that just goes nowhere. Partners are responsible. I'm trying to think of good examples of this. I think Airtable is a good example of this. I think uh, Zapier is probably a good example of this. If I want help, Integromat's an even better example. They've gone even further than Zapier with this. But if I have a trouble with Integromat and I want to connect apps, the amount of support I'm going to get from the Integromat team is little. Same thing with Airtable. If I want to connect things and I want to do stuff with Airtable, there's not much there. They have this thing called a universe, Airtable universe, which is similar to like, your themes with Webflow or WordPress or similar to your themes with uh, whatever templates. They have this. Inside that universe are all submitted templates and things that I can do with Airtable submitted by partners. Further, they all point you back towards these directories, these different Airtable experts directories. Same thing with Integromat. They point you back to the directories. And as a founder, you have to decide, am I going to go that route or how deep am I going to go in that route versus building my CS team building my support system like GoDaddy, right? GoDaddy's the exact opposite. GoDaddy's like, we're going to give you a phone number to call. We're going to sit on the phone with you for hours. And we're going to upsell you on other services. Exactly. Like people complain to me, my developers for staying with GoDaddy. They all want me to go with some other hosting platform. And I'm like, if I call my GoDaddy rep, he'll sit on the phone with me for two hours and tell me how to design a website if I needed to. <laughs> Things that he should never be talking to me about but I'll stay with GoDaddy because of that. So that's the far right. So there's no, there's not a wrong answer in this, but I think, and of course I'm biased, but I think in your situation, if you can start by imagine training people at the same time where you say, 
I'm going to have a CS manager and I'm going to have a sales manager. And their job isn't to go out and recruit and build a sales system and hire a bunch of sales people. Their job are to train digital agency experts that we've deemed a fit to be them on the outside world and to work exclusively with these other agency partners. So if they have overflow, deal flow, send that to the agencies. Uh, work with them on a co-selling motion. Co-sell with these agencies to build your pipeline. Do cold outreach, but do it with the agency partner. And then you and the product team create your partner directory. What, what do you mean? Do, do cold, cold outbound with the partner? How do you do this together with the partner? Did you both reach out to the same person? Yeah, so we, we call it co-selling. Co-marketing, co-selling. So when you have a partner that is targeting the same customer profile, there's a very good chance that you guys are going to be going after the same accounts. And you guys are probably going to be targeting different people inside those organizations, right? So you use a third-party solution. We use Reveal. It's a really awesome solution that allows you to map accounts, meaning I load my pipeline, you load yours. I see my users. I see my leads. I see my prospects. I see not your actual contact information for your prospects, but I see that you have 100 accounts that you are also targeting just like I am. Then you and I pull up our accounts and maybe you decide to share URLs, not contact info, but you send me or show me inside a reveal the URLs that you're going after. And then I say, wow, you know what? I'm actually talking to Jen at that company and Frank at that company and, and Sally at that company. And we're looking at this and saying, all right, well, how can we be more effective? Your salesperson comes in the picture. Your marketing person comes in the picture. And now we create an account-based strategy to get my content and my name, my agency name, my content, my blog content, our podcast that we're doing together in front of those accounts. And now when I reach out, I can say something like, hey, I don't know if you know David, but we just did this cool podcast together. Check it out. By the way, you know, these are the services I offer. If you're ever interested, here you go. And yeah, you know, maybe that won't get a reply, but the chances of getting that contact to book a time with me versus me reaching out cold, much higher. And you can do this routinely, right? That's co-sell. Oh, that's really gangster, actually. Never thought about this. You know, one of my companies does cold outbound in the task drive, the lead research, and we have SDRs and stuff like this. And I'm very curious, and I'm, I'm not that into the business. I'm more from the outside, but I'm curious if, if we're actually doing this. If not, we definitely want to start this ASAP because it just makes so much sense. That's really great. Thank you very much. Amazing yeah. takeaway. Yeah, it's just one of those routines. The whole object of partnerships is to do more things together. The more you're doing with that partner, the more top of mind you are, the more reciprocity is going to come back and forth. And yeah, the more business you're going to generate from the partnership. If you treat it like that's a person that should be sending me leads and should be selling my product. And then you're calling them with those expectations and emailing them. And then every time they get an email from you, they know it's you asking about your pipeline and referrals. You know, you're going to lose that partner very quickly. Maybe your product is still good enough to maintain the use case with that partner. But it's just a matter of time before a equal product or even a uh, inferior product, but just has a better partnership opportunity and are willing to do more with that person, that company, that agency. Going the extra mile, playing the long game. Yeah. Do you have other like nuggets like this with the 
co-selling thingy with the outreach. You know, I think like, like even cra crazy stuff. Like, would it okay be okay that you add our tracking pixel, our Facebook pixel, on your side and vice versa? I don't even know if it's legal or not, but you know, this could be also something. Yeah, I think what they do these days is they share they share access to the campaign. So I'll, I'll create the pixeled audience in my Facebook business manager. You'll create yours and you'll just share the audience with me inside of Facebook. So you don't need to put a pixel on my site. But yes, account-based sales with partnerships is big. You can do this with an IP analysis software like Lead Feeder. Do it with Sales Navigator. But an interesting or just a fun routine to try to get in place is to make sure to create Sales Navigator alerts when partners of yours hire new salespeople or hire in general. Because as a partner, one thing that most companies don't understand is the CEO and the head of blank at that company, they're not going to onboard a new employee and say, this is David, here's David's target com customer profile, here's his phone number, call him anytime. They're not gonna do that with new employees. It's up to David to make sure the people internal at his partners, that's why I wear this hat, says the people are your partners because companies forget that it's people that are referring business. It's CS managers, it's sales managers, it's SDRs and account executives that will be on the phone or in chat or in an email with a prospect or a customer. And they'll say something like, ah, oh, my CRO on my website is terrible. I can't buy your product because I got to fix this first. Then I'll come back to you and buy your product, David. And if that CS person knew that David had a partner or that you guys had a partner, your company had a partner that does CRO for that type of website, they could quickly just say, go to, let's say I'm a CRO agent, go to Alex. He's the guy, he's an expert in CRO for your type of website, have him work his magic and then come back to us when you're ready. And what you're doing in there is not leaving them to the wilderness of the internet. So you're providing them value, yes, but now they're with me and I'm a partner of yours. And as soon as I deem them ready, I'm not gonna send them to someone else. I'm gonna send them right back to you. But the important aspect is that CS manager needed to know that I exist. So the way we suggest doing this is twofold. One, create sales navigator alerts for any new employees on CS or sales being hired at your partner's company. It could be a tech partner, it could be an agency, anybody that you call a partner. When those alerts go off, reach out to them, connect with them in LinkedIn, send them an email and say, hey, I'm a partner of yours. We've been working together on multiple projects. Here's some links to some things we've been doing together. I focus on CRO for Shopify websites and I'm the best at this. And here's my customer persona one pager. So you know who I sell to. And here is our partner memorandum that you and I have created together. On that partner memorandum, we talk about what we do together what our goals are, what logos we're going after together. Do we co-step or not? Do I guest post on your blog? Do you guest post on my blog? Are we listed on each other's websites? If so, where? You know, link to that. And now this CS person has two pages that show them exactly what they need to know to make referrals and to understand this digital agency or tech partner. And uh, now they know next time they hear the keyword on those phone calls, CRO for Shopify, they're going to think of me and not somebody else too. And it's also a game between partners. Like I want to be 
more top of mind than any of your other partners. So I need to do this proactively. And then you set up these email systems as well. So you put that new rep that you just sent the memorandum to onto a list and you update them like a newsletter with all the other CS reps at all the other partners that you work with. And you send them updates. Hey, check it out. I just published this case study on this project I did. Check it out. How are you, by the way? Send them birthday presents. Do that thing. Do that routine. Makes so much sense. The memorandum is, is, is such a simple but amazing idea to just like have this this clarity, a reusable document that you can, you know, just like in an EOS entrepreneur operating system like the VTO Division Traction Organizer, where your mission, mission values, your goals, etc. Everything's like on one sheet for this partnership makes so much sense. Do you have this in, in your app, by the way? No, it's it's in process. The way we're going to do it is we have a WYSIWYG editor that will allow you to type up your memorandum or just copy paste it. The memorandum is in a Google Doc template right now. But the next step is to productize it to where you just fill out some fields and then it composes it. You can export it as a PDF or whatever you want. But yeah, we do have a template for it. We suggest all both partners get together and honestly sign the bottom. Like we suggest you do this with all your partners every year, at least because it changes so much. I could be going after e-commerce companies today and then B2B companies in a year from now, right? Or a quarter from now. So you got to do it a lot and it's a good practice because it also forms alignment. So if you and I just get together and you show me a partner contract and show me 10% commission and then tell me to screw off for a month or two. And then you email me in a month and I honestly don't really remember who you are. Maybe I did sign you. Yeah. And you're like, Alex, how are things? Any leads for me this month? You're like, what is going on? Who are you? But if, if you worked with me to say, hey, here's what we're going to do this quarter. Here's the way we're going to go after those accounts. Here's what we're going to use to map accounts. Here's the co-marketing that we're going to be involved in. You're going to be involved in. And now we have stuff going on. So I'm like in your calendar over a period of time and we've created this content together and we've co-sold together and you've introduced me to your product team. I'm going to know you, A, which is the very important part. I know you. And B, I think you have my best interest in mind. And C, I feel like I owe you. I know you and I owe you, right? So now I'm thinking I got to give David something. And now I'm looking through my email going, who can I refer David to? Because he's been so awesome to me and he's never asked for anything. He's just He's just done this for him, right? Playing, playing the long game. Always been working for me. Exactly. Play the long game. People are people. That's what I think many of us in B2B, especially, we don't remember. It's like, I, you're a person, David. You want to do nice things for other people. You're not just going around asking for favors. You want to. It's in your nature. So if we are doing stuff together, it's just a matter of time before you bring me something that's going to be super valuable for me and my business. So just do stuff together. That's the main thing. Very cool. I'm still fascinated <laughs> by the course. I think I'll reach any other like crazy growth hacking thingies that, that help in the partnership world. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got stuff all day. I'm actually doing a presentation for the cloud software association in a couple of days on 10 strategies to create activation and enablement in your partner program. Memorandum, the align on incentives is in there. Co-marketing offers, use co-marketing a lot. Many tech teams have trouble getting partnerships and marketing aligned on this. I don't know why. I was head of marketing for many tech companies and it was the very first thing I did. It was like, no, not that, but 
include partners in content, not even partners, experts, call them experts. So like when you're launching a new product, chances are nobody in, on your team are the expert in that vertical, not even the expert. They may be the expert. They're not the thought leader, right? So David, when you launched Task Drive, were you known across the internet for SDR lead generation? Were you the guy? No, you weren't. So what you should do as a marketer, as someone who knows the value of third-party endorsed XYZ, is go into the SDR keywords on Quora, on LinkedIn, and find those experts. And then strike up a conversation with, hey, I don't have much to offer on the financial side, but I've got a blog, I've got traffic, I've got a budget to promote content. What can we do together? Or maybe already have that idea because you know who they are. Reach out to them with that idea. I've got a podcast. I want you to be on my podcast. Great. Get that done. I've got a white paper being developed with a bunch of research done. I want you to write the foreword to that. And it's going to go out to thousands of people and your link and your brand and all that stuff will be the foreword to that. Can you do that? It's two pages. No big deal. I want you to be a guest post. And maybe if you'd like, I can write a guest post for your blog, for some content for your blog. Get this thought leadership going because if you're not the thought leader, your customers are going to have trouble deciding to buy your product because no one else is talking about your product in their space, who they're following. So you get all that stuff together and that in marketing's world, it's may not be partnership marketing. It may just be like, hey, I'm doing marketing, which is what I thought. I never heard the word channel. I was just doing marketing. But the next step to just qualify them is, or well, deem them, describe them, define them as partners is all they have to do is formally not, not even sign things, just call you a partner. That's the difference. There's not really much else going on. So that's the first step is to create a partner sourced content calendar. Do it every Tuesday of the week. That is your day to create a blog post and to create LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook posts that include partners in them. Make sure you highlight those partners in that post. Make sure you give them a do follow back link. Ask them questions about how they do things. So post could be five CRO experts talk about, talk about CRO for e-commerce. You reach out to five agencies that are great at CRO. You ask them three questions and have them give you their profile picture and their backlink of choice. Publish that article, send them back out to those agencies, show them the article, ask them to share it on social. They want to put it in their newsletter. Awesome. And ask them for a call to discuss more of this kind of stuff. If you got that done for the agency and you have any sort of domain authority, they're going to want to get on a call with you and then talk about next things that they can do. On that next call, you ask them about mapping accounts. You show them what tool you use and you say, hey, we can do this in a tool. We can do this ad hoc, meaning just bring URLs in a sheet and we'll go through those. And I can tell you based on our CRM data, where each one of those URLs are at in our pipeline and who's contacted with who. So, okay, my account manager owns that one. I'll ask him or her if they would ask that client on the next call if they have an agency that does CRO. If not, and they're willing to make it, uh, allow us to formalize an introduction, I'll make sure they get that introduction done. Now let's look through your stuff. Okay, well, that URL, I know my sales team would love 
to have that as, as a logo or, or even just a user of our product. Do you feel comfortable enough to make a warm introduction now? Maybe yes, maybe no. But at the very least, you can ask them to email that article that you just wrote uh, on our blog or were involved in to that account. And now you're doing this as a routine, right? So you're including them in content. You're using that content to get in front of their accounts, get your brand in front of their accounts. And of course, doing the same thing with yours, right? So just follow up, do stuff together, and then create this as a routine. Every Tuesday, partner sourced. Later on that week, book some time, count them out, and continue as usual. This also works really well with the outreach strategy because reaching out to somebody like, hey, I want to feature in our roundup post, you know, it's like easy work for them, good backlink, you know, so it's very easy for people to say yes. It's thought leadership. An agency can't survive today unless the founder or at least some people internally at the agency are getting mentioned in other places. Like they need to remain thought leaders. If a client comes to their website or just has never heard of them, they have to explore, they got to do research. What is this agency talking about? If they don't have any third-party thought leadership content out there, they're going to lose business. So you're helping them make sure to create that thought leadership content. So they will say yes. So one thing with how we solve, you know, I have this portfolio of businesses. They're all under the how we solve umbrella and people that, uh, inside of my organization, they pitch the different services, you know, like, Hey, do you have any issues with X, Y, Z? Do you need lead research or do you need backlinks built or whatever? Yeah. And then we kind of pitch the other businesses. How aggressive do you think we can be with this or like, where would you draw the line? So you pitch your other businesses to the users of the other businesses, sort of in a I think that's expected. I think uh, you kind of have to do that. There's, it's probably something that you'll want to be a little careful of. You don't want to be too pushy with. But again, it's a matter of not you and your team pitching the different tools and the products. It's making sure someone outside your organization is the first one to tell that prospect about it. So instead of a round robin of like, let's get them into this product and then let's go through those leads from the other product standpoint, and then just cold outreach or ask for intros, you, you get your partners involved and you start doing content, one of your brands with this partner, and then you involve the same partner with another brand. It's, it's super, super cool actually, because you know, our CSM knows the, the customer really well. And then just like on the next call, it's easy to kind of like lead the conversation to this and like, oh yeah, just mention how we solve because all these companies are part of how we solve. That's beautiful. Yeah. The main thing is just making sure you're giving that partner an opportunity to be involved in whatever that system that you're creating is. Like bring them into it, build a system around the partners, and then you're going to be able to get in front of their customers and their users. So it's less of a round robin between your product set and more of a round robin of getting each one of those products in front of the agency's clients on a round robin basis. Right. And they'll come back to your other products naturally. They're going to see stuff from your other products and you can include small subliminal stuff inside newsletters. Like we recently posted a, a blog on your other products blog about SDR stuff that's going out from Task Drive, but you subliminally like mention it, link to it. You're not pushing your products on these people. Makes sense. Really cool. I, I could nerd out with you on, on this for forever. We kind of like approaching the 45 minute mark. So. I just want to give you the opportunity to pitch if you have anything to share with people and if you have like any other nugget that you want to bring across to, to the audience. 
The main thing is figure out what operation you're going to have for partnerships and what you're going to use to manage that operation. We built Partner Hub to make sure that you have a place to find and manage both tech and digital agency partners. You can't use it to find HR partners or accountants right now, but later future versions will have types of ecosystems that you can plug into, which will be pretty cool. It is a free tool, so you won't have to pay. Your partner won't have to pay. You guys can collaborate and get involved and use it. It is project management based. So the main thing that most companies struggle with is communication around what is happening. That's the main thing. Our, our agencies that tell us what they liked and dislike about partnerships when they onboard into our community, they ask that, uh, they answer that question. Uh, I think it was 65% said something related to communication. The partner manager said something and they didn't do that, or they were communicating with a lead that I sent them in the wrong way and I told them not to and they messed that up, or they dropped completely off the grid for two months and then reached back out for a referral request and it was just odd. Communication is And part of the problem there is you both don't have one central place where you're seeing and communicating and what is happening. And your team member logs in and they see what is happening, right? So instead of everything being lost in in email threads with different team members, different companies and calendar invites that are coming up that you don't even remember are coming up, contracts being sent via Dropbox for one partner and, and Gmail from another partner. And then the PRM side, if I'm going to send you leads to one of your products like Task Drive, you may use Tapfiliate. But imagine my other 10, 15, I have an agency that has 200 tech partners. Of those 200 tech partners, they have at least a dozen referral systems that they have to plug into. Not only that, they have to track and monitor everything they're doing on their own side. So there's a litany of just potential issues that could come from just trying to operate partnerships in everybody else's system. So we built this for digital agencies to find partners and to deploy them across different projects. But when they find the partner, that partner is also in Partner Hub already. If they're not, you can invite them in and they're not going to hit a paywall. Super simple. And now everybody, all team members at that partner and your partner team are in one central place managing the partnerships effectively. And yeah, we believe it's going to change the way people see partnerships. It's not something as like an obligatory, I've got to have a partner team because I'm a tech company and oh gosh, it's going to cost me a fortune and PR under 20 grand and it's going to be a nightmare. Think about it like, no, I'm, I'm going to test the waters. I'm going to put my partnership out into Partner Hub, see if anyone deploys it. And I'm going to maybe add a few partners to see what's going on. But the system is going to be built more and more. Every feature we have that's coming up is going to make it almost automated in a sense where you're going to move a partnership. They're going to be notified. They send you some stuff. Chats happen. Great. We get that done and we deploy it onto this project and this and everybody's on the same page. So it's a partner system in a box and hopefully it will change the way most people perceive the cost benefit of partnering. I mean, I think partnerships, like the gift that keeps on giving. So it's like the, my, my first go-to thing in everything I'm building, because also when you do partnership management, uh, partnership marketing, like with paid ads, you have to 
invest a lot upfront and the partner only gets paid, you know, if you pay a commission when you actually make money versus like, yeah, with paid ads, you don't really know what's coming. So big fan of partnerships and the app is partnerhub.app, the URL, right? Partnerhub.app. Yep. Definitely check this out. And you also have a pretty cool community. Maybe you want to share about the community as well. Yeah. So if you're a tech company looking to figure out partnerships, it's uh, collective.partnerprograms.io. And I'll get David the links to these. You don't have to write this down. Should be wherever you're seeing this, maybe below. But collective.partnerprograms.io is training events, workshops, a whole bunch of content courses in there for how to build a, a digital agency focused partner program is what we do, a referral partner program, if you will, expert partner program. And then on the other side, community.partnerprograms.io is training workshops, courses, whole bunch of stuff to help digital agencies with all sorts of things like lead generation, backend operations, finance, but we pepper in partnership strategy in there as well. And you can also market yourself in there to other agencies because agencies partner with other agencies. That's a big part of Partner Hub as well, making sure that you can partner with other agencies. And then if, yeah, if you like this and you want to organize it all in one place, put it all in Partner Hub and make partnerships successful for your org. Make partnerships great again. You like that? <laughs> <new hat. laughs> make partnerships great again. I'll add that to the flag store. I like it. <laughs> Awesome, Alex. This was a ton of fun. I really learned a lot. Thank you very much for being on. People can reach you at... Email me, alex at partnerprograms.io. Yeah, we'll set some time up and discuss your strategy, get you into Partner Hub and let you go. Beautiful. Thank you very much. If you enjoy this content, we put a lot of effort into it. We have a lot of fun doing it. If you want more people to hear about this than you, if you want to do us a solid, go to the App Store and vote us, give us five stars and write something nice and share with your friends. See you next time. Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit ltvplus.com. That's ltvplus.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step -step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.